welcome to Corona Sode number 14 on an episode or a Corona. God damn it, I'm already been drinking too much. A podcast <laughs> called Stinger it's, Madness. It's an Eperona called Stinky Madno. It's, it's a cost good Koopa Tuba Duba. I'm Justin. Uh, with me are always Sam and Jackie. We hope you are doing well. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, uh, this is basically a uh, episode where the hosts of the show get together and just have a general discussion. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, give you a table con- table of contents of you that we're going to do. We're going to do some listener feedback. Bullshit. We're going to do some listener feedback. Oh, bullshit is a second thing. What's up with that? Um, And then uh, we've got some streaming do's and don'ts coming up and uh, a very special topic of my uh, my personal taste called Tales from the Baywatch. Sam's got a take on where he will yell at things and Jackie will wrap it up with a uh, a spooky tale. So let's get into it. Uh, Sam, what are you drinking? Uh, the fine people at Bud Light have seen fit to release three new flavors of the seltzer, Ooh. and so tonight I'm having grapefruit, uh, pineapple, okay. and cranberry. Oh my God. That sounds pretty good. Only one of those sounds good. I like bitter. squirt, though, so. Yeah, you like squirt. Yeah, I can't drink squirt, but I like squirt. Why can't you drink squirt? Because it's got grapefruit juice. Oh, the acid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it hurts my stomach. But yeah. squirt was like my favorite fucking pop oh, forever. Man, so gross. Like you were making fun of me for liking Charleston Chew the other day because we were watching <laughs> Charleston Chew. We were watching gross. the boys and uh, Starlight has the best taste in candy. Uh, Charleston Chew, bit of honey. What was the other one she liked? Almond Joy. Almond Joy. I do yes. like Almond Joy a lot, <laughs> but the other two go, yeah, gross. And you're over there dissing me while you're drinking squirt. Yuck. Sam, <laughs> you want to weigh in? Bit of honey and Charleston Chew are bullshit because they take too long to eat. I know. that's It's, just, it's bang for your buck. No, it's not. It's like banging your teeth out. No thanks. <laughs> Do you have a filling? Well, you don't anymore. <laughs> you don't anymore. Okay, so. Bitto uh, honey. Have you tried all three of the Bud Light Seltzers yet, Sam? Y- yeah. Which one's your favorite of the new ones? The grapefruit. Wow. Okay. All right. They sell, the, they sell it in strawberry packs only, and so I pretty much only got get that, but um, I bit on the new flavors. Yeah, you got to try them, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, Jax, what are you drinking? I am drinking vodka and soda right now. I've been drinking that for a while. And then I'm going to switch over to cranberry berry lime. Cranberry berry lime? Cranberry lime. Okay. uh, By Smirnoff. How much berry can they cram in there? And then I'm probably going to drink the raspberry rose by Smirnoff. The raspberry berry rose? Yes. (laughs) Uh, They're much better than the the Budweiser ones and... I don't feel like they have as many calories. There's only 90 calories in a can. But the vodka sodas are only 70 Hmm. because, you know, a shot of vodka is 70. I don't know. I'm probably putting three shots in there, though. So (laughs) I don't know. I've been drinking for a while. It is a couple hours after I got off of work. Well, I have uh, decided to mix it up, and I'm uh, doing the Bold Cabernet Sauvignon from Boda Box, the Nighthawk Black, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I've had the Nighthawk Black. It's 
It's okay at first, but if you get really drunk on it, mm-hmm. you are going to have the mud butt. Okay. Well, that then so That's what I was going to say, Sam. So the same like the shits. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying yeah, like nor operation op, uh <laughs> modus operandi, you know. Yeah, not really. <laughs> It's more, and a mud bud is a generous because you're actually not going to have diarrhea. You're just going to spray red wine out of your ass. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's kind of like, are you constipated? Do you need support for your constipation? Drink Nighthawk Black. Well, I'd rather uh, spray- In excess and then shit your fucking brains out. I'd rather spray wine out of my ass than the usual blood. So, you know, that sounds like an improvement, Sam. Oh, we got some listener feedback. Starting with a new listener, uh, in, well, new in the last month since we did the last uh, Corona episode, a listener that we're going to uh, call Clausy because that's his uh, handle. Hello, Clausy. Clausy. Clausy's a, a gent from uh, Dublin or Dublin, as <gasps> depending on. I'm still not really sure. Like, oh my god, do you know Seamus Hogan? Yeah, Sha- butchery. He knows a lot of Seamuses. Um, no, th- it's an actual butchery shop there. Okay, Seamus Hogan Butchery. All right. Uh, In Dublin. Anyways, I'm talking. Uh, is it Dublin or Dublin? Anybody? I don't know. How do you spell Clausy? Uh, uh, C-L-A-U-Z-Y. Clausy. 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 Yeah. He's probably like, fuck you guys. Uh, anyways, Clausy uh, has been... Uh, Really prolific in the last month as far as listener feedback, and there's just no way that we can respond to all of it. I've tried my best on the email. Please keep emailing Clousy. Uh, and also a, a ton of comments on the website. Uh, great listener, great feedback, but we're uh, going to address this first email. It says, All right, I, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Hey, lads and ladies. Hello, sir. Okay, good. Uh, I'm just responding. I see how this email is going to (laughs) go. Okay. Just thought I'd send you an email for a bit of support. Only recently discovered this podcast, and with modern films, music, TV, and radio all horseshit, this is a breath of fresh air. Nice little Terry Gross. Wait, you said horseshit. Where do you live? Well, uh, keep going. Saying that everything else is horseshit but this podcast, Jackie. I don't know if you're keeping up with what's happening. Uh, so much. Also, yeah. He lives in Dublin. 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 Dublin up. Dumbass. Dublin. Dublin. Duber. <laughs> Duberland. Yeah, Duberland. Okay. So much so I lost my cherry and became a Patreon. For the first time ever. I think what? that goes for a round of applause. Woo! Way to look, even the dogs are barking for you. Yeah, yeah, my dogs are barking. Um, which is a good segue for us. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Madness, where you could subscribe and support us for as little as just a dollar per month. If you join on the $35 per month and we don't really care how long you do it for we'll send you a sticker madness t-shirt if you can possibly do a hundred dollars a month you get to choose two episodes per year it's crazy uh so go ahead and do that we like money had to pull back on the listing as i was neglecting my wife and kids oh yeah Uh, that happens they're they're not that important listen to the show love the movies what yeah uh, uh, yeah it's not that cool yeah you got to do the joke now uh, I do talk to my family today. 
They seem like nice people. <laughs> oh, ew. Uh, get them into the podcast. I love the movies. It's like listening to me and my me buddies talking about films until one gets offended because they love Stallone and you tell him Rocky Five is shite. <gasps> just said, I just said I'd send a few recommendations you might have seen some of or all and probably heard of most, if not all. Uh, this is a long recommendation list. So uh, what we're gonna do is uh, read the title of the film, and if you guys sound like you would like to know more, he's got some notes. Okay. Uh, Started with Streets of Fire, which Sam and I have seen, directed by Walter Hill. Uh, yeah. Yep, good time. It's uh, Michael Pare, right? Michael Pare, that's right. Uh, yeah. Hard Boiled uh, by John Woo, which I have not seen because I usually can't stand the John Woo. Well, I like eggs, I... so let's read the comments on this guy. Hard Boiled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sam, you've yeah. seen Hard Boiled? Yeah, I've seen Hardwell. I need to watch it again because it was in VHS days and it wasn't a very good copy. Okay. Uh, the plot is a baby-carrying, shotgun-wielding Hong Kong cop teams up with an undercover cop, and take, together they take on an underworld kingpin. All over-the-top nonsense, but entertaining as fuck, just as you'd expect from John Woo in this epic hard-boiled film that blends the styles of Hong Kong, America, and cheese more than any other film. Eight out of ten. Wait, wait, wait. A baby toting cop. Yeah, a baby carrying shotgun wielding Hong Kong cop. Uh, we got to move on. Uh, Splinter, directed by Toby Wilkins, a horror from 2008. I'm unfamiliar with this one. Anybody? Unfamiliar. Oh, God, my finger. Splinter. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sadist, from 1963, directed by one Jimmy Landis. I don't know if there's a relation there or not, but... Uh... You know, the timeline's up. Oh, it's the sadist. This sounds good. Uh, yeah. Read the comments, please. Uh, I don't know, does this qualify as a stinker, but it has got a love-hate relationship. This film was way ahead of its time and was a shun at the time because Archie Hill Jr. plays the lead and Hollywood had a hard-on uh, to ruin his career. Plus, it is very dark for 1963. It ruined poor Helen Hovey's career. She plays Doris Page and was brilliant. She even has a fan page online, even though this is her only film. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. We like those. A group of friends are driving to catch a baseball game when they are abducted by Charles Tibbs, Archie Hall Jr., and his crazy girlfriend, Archie Hall Jr., Helen Hoovey, Richard Alden, Marilyn Manning, and Don Russell. 10 out of 10. That's high praise. Uh, this one I thought was interesting. No retreat, no surrender. Two raging yeah. thunder. That's a long-ass title. Yeah. It's been on my list to watch. It's just because of how difficult No Retreat, No Surrender is, it it never really gets the call up. Why? Who would make a sequel to No Retreat, No Surrender? That movie stinks so hard. Uh, this one's got Cynthia Rothrock in it, so that may put you over the edge, Sam. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you remember that we watched that other... She did a number of movies with that guy. I think at least... Two more. We've seen one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're fun together because he sucks. Yeah. Well, we we wouldn't be complete human beings unless we did all of the Cynthia Rothrocks. So we got to do it. Eight out of ten, he says. Uh, Hands of Steel. Sam, we know this one. 1986, directed by Sergio Martino. Uh, seven out of ten from him. I didn't like Hands of Steel that much, though. I thought it was just okay. I, it had moments that... Had it been able to stay in that, it would have been an 8 of 10, but I give it yeah. a 6 of 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John Saxton always gets an extra star because he stinks. Uh, 
Wolf Cop. Sam, we did a streaming do's and don'ts on this. You want to? We both didn't like it. Didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. It's a do it, not from us. It's a one of those that I. The trailer's better than the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's Turbo Kid, which was in both our uh, year in reviews, uh, top three movies of 2015. Actually, I think it. Yeah, all three of us added it to our 2015 top three movies. Love Turbo Kid. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think everybody that's ever seen Turbo Kid loved it. Yeah. Uh, he also gives you a little diss here, Sam, but not specifically, but I'm giving you this diss. Uh, yous have no spaghetti westerns, as far as I can see, as far as our episodes. Uh, the options here are limitless. Some great, some stinker great, some full of the melt. Kioma. Uh, one damn day at dawn. Death rides a horse. Banditos. Django from 1966. Don't wait, Django. Shoot! A stranger in town, etc. Where you at on any of those other than Kioma, which we know you love very much? We are going to do Kioma eventually. Don't wait, Django. Shoot. We're probably never going to do Django. It's just on that almost good, but not quite. Yeah. It isn't really good episode material. Um. Oh, I already forgot what this... What was the second one? One Damn Day at Dawn. That sounds Oh, no. Awesome. Uh, the one with Lee Van Cleef. Right. Death Rides a Horse. Death Rides yeah, a Horse, yeah. Yeah, that one sounds pretty good. Yeah, I've heard that if you can find the right transfer, Death Rides a Horse is borderline good movie. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, directed by Renny Harlan, which, yes, oh. we absolutely must do. Sorry, I thought he was giving me a Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. Thank you, Dublin. Okay. His name is Clousy. Ah, Clousy. Jesus, you're so weird. Uh, as we all know, with uh, Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson, uh, that's pretty much the end of Gina Davis until uh, the new Glow season. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to do Long Kiss Goodnight. And then Vikingdom, directed by Yusri Abdhalam from 2013. Historically accurate. If you dare... You should have a go of this pure and utter horseshit of a film. One of the worst films I have ever seen, along with Ankle Biters, Bad Neighbors, The Karate Kid from 2010, which, yes, that stinks, uh, Batman vs. Superman, and every second film by Adam Sandler. Uh, Dominic Purcell, failure after failure since Prison Break. 10 for 10. Uh, he adds, just to add, Sam sounds a little bit like Bill Paxton. <gasps> That's a compliment. It's weird <laughs> i, I wait, think it's no that's too kind go ahead and say it i Sam. don't sound like i if i sound like that's the nicest thing that someone's ever said to me game over man you gotta say do it, it. game over man <laughs> yes and just in your laugh is the exact same as john candy's huh oh you're a big fat fog <laughs> john candy was a hell of a human being and how dare dude you? he was fucking awesome yeah and he used his weight to his advantage to become famous and do a lot of physical humor. I, I completely think he respect this man. Just used his comedy? No, I completely respect John Candy. He is amazing. Okay, it seems like you respect his belly. I uh, haven't put my finger on Jackie's voice yet. Keep up the good work. It's Thanks. cigarettes, my friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, thank you uh, very much, Klausy. Keep those emails coming. We love all the feedback, and we will try to get through as many uh, emails as you sent us lately, uh, but uh, we'll get there. Sando, you got to take on. Go ahead. No, wait. I want to talk to Klausy one more time. Klausy, if you're listening, 
This is my smoky voice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for emailing. <sighs> Sando, bring me the axe. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Go, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to have, when I have to come back to the studio, I think I'm going to bring a hook with me. Like a, <laughs> so you could just like pull me off the stage. Oh, like no, one like of those canes. The hook. <laughs> yeah. You just, nope, pull her away from the microphone. Get yep. the hook. Get the broom. <laughs> Shut up, asswipe. Okay, sweep, go ahead. Sweep her out of this podcast. Sando, take on something. This week on Sando Takes On, Sando takes on soap. Soap. S-O-A-P. Because it's too confusing. What do you mean? Just when you think that you know everything there is to know about soap, soap mm-hmm. throws you a curveball. Okay. I'm not talking about the science of it, saponification, say. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that if you really dive into soap and really use soap a lot and learn a lot about soap, you're like, man, dish soap does about everything. Why is there other soap? Why is there other soap than dish soap? We, haven't we already done a Sando takes on on soap? Because I thought we talked about uh, this before, but not the dish I've, soap. being. We talked about we, uh, like shitty shampoos and stuff. I don't think on Sando takes on. If not, then I suck. <laughs> I started a new job. So Sando takes on soap twice. Right. Why not? That's how much you uh, love it. Dish soap isn't great shampoo. Okay. No. I won't lie. Okay. It's not. It almost does everything. Uh, Suave can pick up the rest, ultimately, if you're looking for a, b- a good body wash or something to clean your driveway with. Suave is fantastic. What about, uh, let's go back to uh, uh, dish soap. Um, could you wash your clothes in dish soap, like using the washing I've done machine? it. Okay. I've washed my socks and underwear in the sink with dish soap, and it was I smelled quite fresh the next day. Yeah, but what about the and washing that was because machine? Is it going to fuck up the washing machine and make it like that? It's going to overside. It, you'd have to use the smallest amount because dish soap is such a heavy detergent. That's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, you go down the cleaning aisle and you're like, you see all this shit and everybody buys all the shit. And this does the toilet. This does the counters. This does the tub. This and you're like, no, dish soap will do all that. And then I had realized that, you know what? Dish soap will do everything that Suave doesn't do. And I thought that I was down to where I could just use dish soap and Suave and nothing else. Okay. But so, then you get like in you a, a living relationship and you're not allowed to do dumb shit that bachelors <laughs> do anymore. True. You just right. can't because you're like, dish soap will work for that. And they look at you and go, no, stupid. Stop it. You can't wash your body with dish soap. You're... An adult in a relationship use real fucking soap. Also, also like you're you're you're, the benefit of what you're talking about is to basically save you once every three months about six dollars in other soaps. So you're like, I'm too much of a miser. No, it's not the money. It's the peace of mind that I just don't have to make these other decisions. Dish soap has made all of my decisions for me. I don't have to worry. It's carefree. I learned you can uh, even use it as bubble bath and be like dish soap. Take oh man, me away. dish soap is the best. Fuck you, bath. Calgon. Yeah, fuck that Calgon. Um, I learned that uh, the reason why soap works is because at the molecular level, soap actually has these little claws, and so you you've got you know your little atom diagram, and I can't begin to describe what that looks like. But the way it's shaped is that it has these little claws on each corner. 
And so it actually grabs dirt and then the water, you know, it lifts it up off the skin so that there's a little cushion of more soap underneath it now uh, of that dirt. And then the water just pushes it all away. So as whereas water will just run over the top of that dirt because it doesn't have any little grabbers on it on its molecular level. Same with uh, 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 the stuff that we're putting on our hands. Uh, sanitizer. Sanitizer doesn't have those claws. So essentially, sanitizer just sits on top of the COVID. It doesn't actually really help very much. It it makes a, like a nice layer so that you're not transferring COVID to uh, say somebody else's hand or your or your stuff, but it doesn't actually remove COVID. Whereas soap, that's why they're like soap, 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 soap. That will actually kill it and push it down the drain. Yes, the process of soponification is amazing, and you, you, most people learn about it in fifth grade. Uh, soponification is actually the process of creating soap. Not the way that soap cleans your hands. I thought it was the other way around. No, no. Spotification is how you make soap. Well, either way, I think you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, send us an email at talk at stinker madness. It, subject line, you're wrong, idiot. Right. To which one of us is wrong. Please do. Look it up. Um, do our job we, for us. <laughs> we, haven't had a, we haven't had a you're wrong, idiot in a while. So not it's a about good time. One. Yeah, not a good one. No, not a good one. Uh, so, but getting to my confusion and why I now know nothing and I'm a babe in the woods all over again mm-hmm. is that, you know what? Soap is the biggest bullshit is that hippie soap. They're like, oh, this is all natural. It comes from goats. Yeah. it You know, and you're like, yeah, milk that's soap. bullshit. Yeah. Milk soap. It's just bullshit soap, right? I've heard some good things well, about the milk soap. Yeah, here's the deal. I got some of the goat soap as a gift uh, from the lady, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, you don't like the dial for shaving, and I'm like, no, I don't like the dial for shaving, and so she got me this goat soap that's specifically for shaving. It's the best shaving soap Oh, ever. shit! <laughs> <laughs> so milk soap it- actually is not just hippie shit. It's like, god damn it, this shit works. <laughs> For what I'm doing with it, like right. it's it's very it's got a heavy lubricant in there, so you can just shave like crazy with this shit. It works so much better than all of that, you know, like Barbasol, Kiss My Ass, Beard Buster, Goat Soap. How much did you uh, spend on the goat soap? I don't even want to fucking know how much the goat soap is because I'm gonna one day find out and I'll be like, God damn it, that's worth it, and that's too much to spend on soap because it's the best shaving soap ever. Well, if it comes in a two-bar pack, it usually costs about five ninety-nine if you buy it from a TJ Maxx. Goat soap. Yeah. Or a TK Maxx for our Dublin listeners. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, TK Maxx. Uh, now, this go- is like farm-to-table style goat soap. Mm-hmm. It comes yeah, in one that's pack. that's what they it's sell at very- TJ Maxx. Well, Quit trying to be I'll, fancy no, with the cheese whiz. It really wouldn't be farm-to-table because it's farm-to-TJ Maxx. To <laughs> TJ TJ Maxx is seriously just like the warehouses of shit that no one else wants. They put exactly. in TJ Maxx. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can preach the the benefits of the goat soap of fire. Oh, it's it's all natural. It just sits in a truck getting shipped from Chicago. <laughs> I get my goat soap from TJ Maxx, and it is wonderful. Okay, all right. Maybe we and should, it makes my crotch milk. Maybe great. we should actually like go out to a goat and like steal its milk, and then oh, make we our have own some soap. of that upstairs. It's in a little uh, we have bag. goats upstairs. Well, we have the goat soap no, from I'm a, saying an no, actual we have goat. a goat soap from an actual goat 
soap dealer here in town. It's upstairs. Okay. Well, that's still not from the actual nipple of the goat. Let's. What go are you gonna some... do? Stand underneath just... it and be like, "Spray me, goat." Give, give me that. Yeah, I'll. You put some until it kicks I'm you gonna, in the face. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna just do it right now and take a shower under your nipples and just uh, scrub myself with lye at the same time as your milk is spraying upon me, and that will be the cleanest soap that could be possibly imagined. Other than I, the goat is going to eat your hair and step on your nuts. And yep. I will burn to death from the lie. Uh, lie is really bad stuff. Uh, unless you've got sapotification, which I, my understanding is sapotification actually takes quite a while. That's why you can't just put lie in a in a boiling pot of water and make soap. It's, it's like almost like two months to make the soap with the milk out of lie. Yeah. Because you have to get a lot of fat. Soap yeah. needs a lot of lipids. Yep, 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 yep. Um, all right. Good take on. It didn't really sound like you were that angry. It seems like you like soap. I'm well, no, I'm bewildered. As I said, I'm a babe in the woods all over again. I thought I knew it all about soap, and now I know nothing. Man, I mean, we got big means I have to try other soaps. My peace of mind involving soap is gone. I have to rediscover soap. Maybe I'm not angry. Maybe I'm sad, and maybe I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, there's a nice cactus soap out there, too, that's um Don't confuse him more! And he's, he's already it, it's af- pretty nice. I've got a couple of bars of that, and it, it is and nice. He's scared and sad, and you're, like, throwing him another curveball with this cactus soap. Jesus! The I poor buy, man! Actually, Dude, I buy you new no. soap all the time, and you just use it. I'm gonna just say cactus soap is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of bullshit. I'm not going to lie. I just went back to the goat soap after I used it for three days. All right. We've got some uh, streaming do's and don'ts this week. Uh, Jackie and I have been watching uh, way too many movies uh, during this last month. So we're going to actually have to condense because I looked at our list of what we watched lately and I kind of forgot some stuff like Maniac Cop 2. Like it was just kind of forgettable and I I just didn't want to discuss it. It's still a do. So we'll just give a casual do to Maniac Cop. But we don't have enough to discuss on there uh but we do want to talk we're not, about uh, go we're not gonna do streaming do's and do's on maniac cop 2 but maniac cop 2 do do <laughs> yeah do uh however we have continued our journey into the phantasm universe <gasps> i love it starting with phantasm 2 which is currently not streaming so it's not even a streaming do's and don't uh, but we break break the rules on the chronosode uh we've got it on disc somehow and it's on a four set but uh so. Boom, I got your boyfriend. I got the disc. Boom, I got the disc. Fuck you. We got the disc. Okay, go ahead. That was like rub it in your face type of thing. I've been drinking. Screw you guys. Don't look at me like that. I mean, why we do these? Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Phantasm 2, basically a carryover from the first one. Still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, Still is a lot of fun. And they explore a lot more with the uh, little balls. We we mm-hmm. in in three we find out what those balls are called, and uh, I think they're called guardians or some shit like that. Um, they're soul like brain balls. Yeah, they're brain balls, but they have some more like fun, violent things that happen with the with the with the balls in the in the second one. And uh, the ice cream man is back uh, from the first one, and he is my favorite character in all of movie history. Uh, he's the best, Reggie. Reggie is his name, yep. uh, middle-aged man who is also action guy and is obsessed with the random ladies that want to kill him. 
With the skull up ponytail. Right. I mean, he's fucking, you know, he's he's owning it as far as his look. I mean, he is not backing down. He's like, I am a cool motherfucker. Look he's at not my a cool fucking cool. No, he he is not backing down. He's like, I'm a cool motherfucker. Look at my fucking car. And uh That's not even yeah, his car. Get in, ladies. That's that's the the other guy's car that died in the first one. The challenger is from the first movie. That is not Reggie's car. Reggie's car was it. an ice cream truck that got wrecked in the first oh, one. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. No, I love how Reggie is so decidedly not cool, but he's just vibing the whole goddamn franchise. Like, you know what? You're kind of hot. You're probably a demon, but hey, how you doing? And uh, they all want to kill him. Like, there's not a single lady that Reggie runs into that doesn't want to kill him. But they all screw him. But they all screw him. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you later, but for right now, let's take a ride on the pony. Because of suspense, I guess, is why they screw him? Like, for the movie goer? Just in case he gets past the other defenses, they're like, I'll screw you now. But if you, if you don't die later, I'll try to screw you again, and then maybe afterwards... I'll kill you. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the third one, Jackie, uh, where Reggie and uh, the other guy. I just don't even know the main character's movie of this franchise, or the main character's name of this franchise, the kid. The uh, guy who looks like uh, the lead singer of The Who? Roger Daltrey? Not really. I was thinking more he looks like uh, the younger brother from Wings. I can't ah. remember his name. Okay. Yeah. Brian from Wings. Brian from Wings. He kind of looks like Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, got the lead in the TV miniseries version of The Shining. What could go wrong? Right. Exactly. Uh, He's going to totally be able to do it like Nicholson, right? <laughs> Brian from Wings, Nicholson. <laughs> right. Same, same. Uh, we should actually check out that guy's filmography and see if there's some good stinkers there. I bet you there is. Um, the third one where they're driving across country chasing the tall man. Uh, what'd you think about the third one? I really liked the uh, cemetery thing that they ended up in and that the fact that there's this, this is the one with the little kid, right? That kills everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. I love this little kid. Yeah, the little kid was cool. So these total fuckers show up at his house. They're trying to rob him. And he, he just fucking kills every one of them. And he's got like a freaking bear pit out in his yard where he's they fall in. He's got a death house. Yeah, he's got a death house. He's got a clown with like spikes on like it. Like you could make an entire movie franchise just based off this kid's death house. Yeah, this kid is a little psycho. And it's only like five minutes of his death house. And it's like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of content here, guys. Yeah. And I just, I loved this one. I liked it better than the second really? one. Really? Okay. And uh, mostly because this kid is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And I can kind of relate. And an orphan. Yeah. Once you're an orphan, you don't have a choice but to uh, hunt zombies and-, and kill uh, people. Kill people. Um, and hope they have money in their wallet. Or become a superhero because all the superheroes are also orphans. Batman, Spider-Man, uh, all of the other ones. Superman. Superman's an orphan. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't like the third one as much as I liked the second one. I thought some of the jokes were pretty corny um, and it definitely wasn't. Neither of them are as inventive as the film. Uh, the the filmmaking is in the first one. But I think the second is the funnest of all of them because it's 
honestly hilarious and it's got uh the like the death ball reveals are fantastic i still give both of them a do though i also give both of them um and i'm excited to watch more yeah we got four and five still coming up i would be i i have high hopes this might be the franchise that never gets a oh man they laid an egg right there but because we're of three three out of five and we're like this thing's barely losing momentum that's true. So speaking I of hope. momentum, I am on the cranberry lime Smirnoff now. Uh oh. Uh, and I have been drinking since four. And we're only halfway through the show. Oh my lord, Sam, where are you at? I'm halfway through two. Uh, also, speaking of laying an egg, I want to mention Rocky Five again. <laughs> <laughs> it's shite. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Justin? Have you moved on from I, the... I still haven't finished my actual tumbler of wine yet, so uh, we'll get Loser. there. Loser. Yeah. Uh, moving on, on Disney+, Plus, uh, we should mention that uh, Phantasm 3 is on Amazon Prime, so is 4 and 5, but 2 is only on disc. Uh, on Disney+, Plus, Journey to the Mysterious Island, starring one Dwayne The Rock Johnson and... Uh, uh, the kid from... Uh, Peta, yeah, Peta <laughs> from uh, from the Hunger Games, Hunger Games, yeah, and Louise Guzman, yeah, yeah. Oh, Seen and uh, the old guy I love. Oh, uh, fucking Michael Caine. Yeah. Yes, Sam, have you seen this? I have. Why? I thought it sucked. But <laughs> I, Why on I earth did you watch it? I can't remember the exact circumstances that led to me sitting through the entire thing, but I did it. And I was usually when you see something like that and you're like, oh, they replaced the dad who's now dead or missing or something like that with uh -huh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson just to put butts in seats. Right. You'd be like, you know what? I kind of want to go back and see the first one, but I have no interest in seeing the first one after watching the second one. I didn't even realize. I thought it was the sequel to Journey Witch to Witch Mountain, but that's the escaped Witch Mountain. Uh I didn't realize this was a sequel to anything of uh, of a different franchise. It's the sequel to the fucking Brendan Fraser Journey to the Center of the Earth and it's like what? Now he's doing makeup in Doom Patrol. Who asked for that? Who asked for a sequel to Brendan Fraser's Journey to the Center of the Earth, starring goddamn motherfucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, Disney asked to have one made every so often so that they can keep the rights. I guess, but the rights to what? A Jules Verne novel? It's fucking yeah. public domain. I think if you are, depending on whatever deal they've got with whoever it is, as Jules long as they keep Byrne. doing it, a guy who died 75 years ago. Sure. And There's I'm no sure rights. you can do some sort of idea. I don't know. They just, they want a franchise that they don't have to think about and can completely fail every time they make it. Because didn't Hillary Swank do one of these? What? Yeah, Hillary Swank was in like, going to the center of the earth movie too. And it huh. was, it sucked really bad. The core. Oh, the core. Yeah, that's not. That wasn't a Disney movie. That was a Universal movie, and also a uh, uh, streaming do's and don'ts on this podcast. But that's what you have to do if you want to do Journey to the Center of the Earth is make a new version of it that doesn't have anything to do with whoever 
is holding rights. I don't know how that works. I really don't. But the way that they do franchises, there it's now their franchise, right? If they let it sit too long, Somebody they won't be able to up. do anymore. Universal yeah. will be like, oh, we're going to do the Mysterious Island because it works so good. Hey, we'll get uh, Jason Statham instead. Th- this time it'll yeah. be the one. <laughs> This King Kong is going to be phenomenal <laughs> this time. This time. Um, do or don't on uh, Journey to the Mysterious Island, Jackie. I thought it was fucking stupid. Yeah. But I did like when they rode the bees. And I did like the banter between Michael Caine and The Rock. And so I'm going to give it a do. It was entertaining. I think that if we had had a podcast in 2008, this would be a Smabfoot contender for sure um, because we just did the Artemis Fowl and there's a lot of similar similarities between uh, Artemis Fowl and this. However, I think it's got my favorite uh, Louise Guzman joke of all time, which is high praise. So it's way better because it actually hit, it hit on a joke. Um but man, the visual effects are fucking terrible. Oh, they are terrible. So bad. Which is kind of what makes it fun. And so cheesy. And the plot doesn't work at all. Um, the island sinking every 140 years. But also, this is where Atlantis was. So, like, the most advanced civilization of all time built their city on an island that sinks every 140 fucking years. What the fuck, Disney? Uh, it stinks. But... I give it a do too. <laughs> Sam? I give it a don't. I didn't like it at all. Okay. <laughs> mm, fair enough. All right. We're going back into the uh the way the ye oldie time, the before time. Uh all the way to nineteen eighty five. On Disney Plus as well, we've been talking about this movie for some time on our back porch anytime we have a chance, Sam. Uh The Return to Oz. Sorry. <gasps> One Fabarisa Balk of She Showed Me Her Boobies and I Like Them fame. Uh, Yeah. Jackie, we'll start with you because you're a big Oz lady. Oh, oh God, fuck this show. Really? But there is a reason that I can only remember the part where she's trying to find her friends in the Gnome Guy's Cave. The Gnome King's Cave, yeah. Of Knickknacks. His his, uh, mausoleum of Knickknacks. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever remembered about this show. And watching it again, it was very insulting hmm. to the original Oz. Uh, the I just kind of felt like the effects were not as good. The Scarecrow looked different. Like, they didn't go for any kind of continuity at all. No. And it was offensive. Why offensive is a bold word. Why why were well, you Well, because how dare the, you, sir? The Wizard of Oz is iconic. Okay, yes, yes. And the-, the way that the the scarecrow, the tin man, the cowardly lion all look they should have been consistent with that. Hmm. But they weren't. And so they just made the scarecrow look like a idiot and the lion kind of an idiot. was like, "Man, and he wasn't even a big lion. And then the Tin Man looked like a total wiener. And I just, I fucking hated it. I hated everything about this. And the fact that there is a mountain gnome that's wearing red ruby slippers. Mm-hmm. Like, 
hey, check these out. Yeah, baby. You dropped these when you were leaving last time. They're and comfy. Uh, this is why I'm awesome. I've got my uh, mountain bathrobe on and these ruby slippers. Yeah, these isotoners <laughs> yeah. that you dropped down here. I mean, I don't know. And he, like the ba- wheelie guys were so fucking terrible looking. So fucking terrible. I actually am still puzzled how they did the wheelers, but go ahead. And, and the wheelers were just fucking stupid ass. Mm. And I just, no, don't. I hated it. It was... Fucking crap on a stick. Sam, cut no, to you. No, it wasn't even crap on a stick. It was an attempt at a crap on a stick. It's difficult to compare arguably one of the most extravagant productions ever, especially mm-hmm. for its time, to a very low-budget production out of a fledgling Australian uh, production company. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that this movie takes in the nuts every time because I had... Jackie's opinion I'm like why would you do this if you have this measuring stick that is so tall the thing that's interesting about Return to Oz is that everyone I know that saw it as a child loves it just loves it sure and if you see it with that measuring stick of Fleming's masterpiece you're like this is shit why would you do this under close inspection, they did some really good work on that movie. It's actually a pretty decent film, and that everyone I know that saw it as a child loves it, it accomplishes a goal of being a very decent children's picture. Uh, Whereas Wizard of Oz isn't just a children's picture. That's a butts-in-seats, blockbuster, sell-all-the-tickets movie. It's, it's Independence Day. Yeah, it's as big as it gets. Um I'll go ahead and weigh in on this because apparently it's quite controversial. Um, It is a beloved children's picture, and I did see this about a thousand times when I was a kid. But man, as an adult, is Return to Oz dark as fuck. Um, It's dark. Uh, But before I go into why it's dark, I want to praise the filmmaking in itself. There's some really bad stuff that happens. Uh, Some really cheesy lines, some really bad dialogue, some... Uh, the fucking Gump, uh, the the couch slash uh, he was like a moosehead, moosehead slash uh, bamboo wings. I like the idea of him. Like that's really imaginative, and like like the imagination is, I think, at at, a, at just as high a level as uh the first one, uh, in this. And it's also, I mean, it's not that the, the filmmakers were imagining. They're just going off of uh, uh, Lloyd Baumbaum's novels. Um, but uh, Lloyd Baumbaum is not the right name. Um, I've been drinking. Uh, but, like, it, that the Gump's character stinks, and he's got the most want-want lines of all of them. But TikTok is fucking yeah. stunning. TikTok is, A, not only, like, a great model, but the way that TikTok works, I had to look it up because I sat there for 30 minutes being like, how does TikTok fucking work? You know how they did it, Sam? I don't. They had a gymnast sit upside down and walk on his fucking hands and use his legs to move TikTok's head while walking on his upside down on his goddamn hands. That's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. What? TikTok is fucking dumb good filmmaking. Like... A, you've got the idea of TikTok. Well, how are we going to make this one-man army and have him, you know, 
be very Oz. And, and TikTok is so fucking Ozian. Like, he's the army of Oz, yet he breaks down all the time, has really no abilities, and just is a charming gentleman with a mustache. Um, and then you pencil it out and be like, this is what TikTok looks like. How, are, how the fuck are we going to do this? Robotics? No, stick a guy in there. Well, we can't because he's too rotund. Oh, well, George Lucas did it. No, we can't do that. And then have a guy who's willing to fucking get into a trash can. Yes. Uh, 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 Baker. What's his name? Troy Baker uh, of R2-D2 was like, yeah, I'll get in there. I'm a little guy. I can move R2-D2 around. Okay, Troy Baker. Do that shit upside down. That's fucking crazy. TikTok's amazing. It is crazy. Uh, And and TikTok as a character is to those that those that hold this film so beloved he's their r2d2 right people that love tiktok love tiktok I just as much TikTok. as people love r2 but i will agree with jackie that beyond tiktok and frieza balk who i thought was very good i'm still like confused about how the wheelers work and actually how they move around with their wheels i've been thinking about the engineering behind that for weeks um we'll move we're not going to spend too much time on it. the scarecrow did stink um and the tin man i thought he looked just like the tin man and i thought they did a better explanation of the tin man and the cowardly lion i thought they were all their visuals were fine but i didn't like that they didn't play roles because i think that they didn't want to like those voices are so iconic that they didn't even want to interpret it and so none of those characters really had any lines or any character development at all and they just kind of glazed over them and replaced them with Jack uh, Jack Skellington and uh, uh, TikTok and the Gump. Um, and I thought that was a weird uh, filmatic choice. Either way, I give it an absolute do. Uh, it was a great revisit for me. It was it was as good as going back and watching The Goonies, in my opinion, or anything from my childhood, uh, Never Ending Story and all that shit. I thought it was like so close to being one of the most greatest fantasy films of the 80s but disney crammed too much cheese into it or or not necessarily the disney crammed too much cheese it just had that like disney cheese that crust that disney puts on everything do not um no it's a do and uh also i think that we discovered one thing oz doesn't exist at all it's all in dorothy's head if you think about wizard of oz she gets sucked up into a tornado and then uh, has this fantastical adventure and then wakes up in a dream, a fugue state, as it were, saying there's no place like home. There's no with Annie M hunting, hovering over her. I think she got hit in the head by a brick uh, while she was flying up in that tornado and uh, got a concussion. And then in this one, she almost drowns. And uh, I think she goes back to Oz because she's got a goddamn concussion. That kid is sick. She needs help. None of it happens. And I hate movies where none of it actually happens and it's revealed. That didn't happen. That movie you just watched didn't happen. It was all in their head. But this one is so fucking imaginative that I'm like, yeah, I'm good with it. I think it's also a do. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I did hate it the first time and then really appreciated it the second time. Sort of a deal. It's not the Goonies. It's not the Goonies. Sure. But it still is like, I think it was a good rewatch. Unless you're Jackie, who is drunk, who hates all movies when she's drunk. Uh, we'll move on. We got some uh, Tales of the Baywatch this week. Uh, as some people live in the darkness. Do, 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 do. 
Oh wait, actually, you got to do the version from I'll season. Be no, ready. no, no, you got to do the version from season ten and eleven. <laughs> the dogs all bark. They're like, "This is not Baywatch." That's not Baywatch. Fuck you. So, as you all aware of, uh, I have sat out in a pool for two years watching uh, every episode of Baywatch, and I have finally completed all of the Baywatch. I've watched all eleven seasons, every single episode. While drinking and hanging out in a pool, a swimming pool. So, I'm going to start out with the special guests, the follow-up from last time. As if you remember, uh, Sam and Jackie, the last special guest list was quite extensive. It took a while to get through. Mm-hmm. You guys remember? You ready for this one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, this is season eight through season 11 of Baywatch special guest list. They brought out the big guns this time. Sven Olthorsen. <laughs> I don't know nice. who that is. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, Alex Trebek. I guess where is Alex Trebek an A-lister? I don't think he is. Dude, he's I, Jeopardy yeah, King. Know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, he's somewhere. He's like a B plus. B plus. Okay. Uh, George fucking Lazenby. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I realize he's 86 years old and is still working. He had credits in 2022 and. Like three credits in 2019 and like a credit this year. He's still fucking working. George Lazenby. Uh, speaking of old guys that are big, Ed McMahon. Yes. <laughs> speaking of old guys that are brown, George Hamilton. Do you have a George Hamilton impression, Sam? No, I don't. Okay. I don't have that much tanning oil. Yeah. Uh, Pat Morita, of course, Pat Morita was on Baywatch. He was actually a recurring character. He was, uh, Kimiko's dad, who was a total D-bag. And last but not least, Tom Arnold. That's how fast this show declined. They got Tom Arnold as the only guest appearance in the last season. Did he save was he Roseanne, funny? his wife? No, this was way past Roseanne. This is like 2001. He's like, this is Tom Arnold's low point. And he's like, yeah, I'll, do, I'll take it. I'll do Baywatch because, God damn it, nobody else wants me right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the guest list. So now I've got uh, my favorite moments is what I normally do. However, the last four seasons were so bad uh, with so many bad moments that I've got my least favorite moments from this with an honorable mention of one with one caveat. White Thunder at Glacier Bay Part 1 and Part 2. If you only want to watch one sequence of Baywatch, one, I guess, story arc, White Glacier Bay, the last two episodes of season eight are the best things that have ever happened in Baywatch ever. That shit is fucking awesome. It is so terrible. Uh, It's where Mitch surprise marries Neely after taking her to a, on a cruise to Alaska so that she can track down her baby's daddy and marry him. But she's like, he didn't want me. And so Mitch is like, I'll take you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It was amazing. Also, Hobie almost huh. dies. Uh, Neely almost gets eaten by a bear. Uh, uh, 
like so many people fall off the cruise ship. It's insane. Uh, it's fan fucking tastic. Like it's the best you could do on Baywatch. If you've never seen an episode of Baywatch, just go straight to uh, uh, White Thunder at Glacier Bay one and two. Now the least favorite moments. Sam, you remember Craig, the old guy, the lawyer, the lawyer, yeah, from seasons one and uh, two and three. Uh, he comes back. He directs some uh, episodes. He was married to Kirstie Alley, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Uh, at the height of her fame, the uh, where she was just starting to go towards the big Kirstie Alley. Before was she after she back. ate him. Yeah, she ate him. He didn't make it. <laughs> Fuck you! You two are fuckers. They actually. Uh, they Who gives mo- a shit if she ain't weight? Fuck you. Guys. No, no, no. I'm. Uh, it's part of her uh, idiom. So what Kirstie Alley did was she had the Cheers run, where she was, of course, Kirstie Alley, and then she started gaining weight because nobody would hire her. And then she married Craig uh, from Baywatch, and she continued to gain weight because it probably wasn't a very happy marriage. And then she was Kirstie Alley. She had two comebacks where she was Big Kirstie Alley. She had she was almost more popular when she was Big Kirstie. You don't remember this? No, I don't. Yeah, actually. Big Kirstie Alley I mean, being I like remember, a real big deal. I remember her doing the uh, Slim Fast commercials or whatever those uh, did were. Did she have her own show where and she was Big Kirstie Alley, Sam? What I remember about Big Kirstie Alley was that Big Kirstie Alley got some really big tits. Okay. And I yeah. liked it. Okay. Yeah, right. it's like, even though she might have gained weight, those boobies were huge. Yeah, so she actually had two career arcs and where perky. she was on Cheers and then where she was Big Kirstie Alley. I mean, it's not a diss on her size. That's just what happened. Uh, Yeah, anyways. So he comes back and then he dates Kelly. Kelly's character is 17. He's a lawyer. He can handle it. They have sex. And she's Did they do it on Epstein's Island? It was gross. It was so fucking icky. And like, and then like they fall in love. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is disgusting. No Baywatch. No bad Baywatch. I screwed a dude when I was 16 who oh, was 21. Okay, that's, that's, actually, that's not, Craig is like 42. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah, okay, like no, fucking... this story has no Barrett. Uh, second least favorite Baywatch moment. All of season 10. The entire goddamn thing. Do not watch it. It's fucking terrible. Here's some reasons why. Underwater action. Don't shoot action sequences underwater. It's boring as fuck. It's never worked. Nobody likes it. All people do is go, and you can't see yep. shit, and like it's the no. slow punching, and like nothing happens. It sucks. Isn't it Thunderball? Thunderball. That, yeah, they're just like swimming slow as fuck, and nobody could do anything, and all that can happen in the filmmaking is the music guy has to like turn it to 11, so right. like nothing's happening on screen, but the music's like, like no this is stupid they're swimming they're swimming down there look at them go they're underwater like it sucks underwater action sucks uh even though jason momoa is there he still can't fucking save it uh his character's great and he's great the whole jason momoa thing is great 
but he can't even save it. Uh, season 11 actually, like, got back to some of the Baywatch, the actual, like, the bullshit, rather than, like, oh, we're saving lives. Um, but it was just damage done. It, it was over. You couldn't save it by that point. Uh, okay, so can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, I noticed, because I don't know if the listeners know this, but I would go out into the pool with you occasionally. Yeah. Which we'll talk about shortly. Occasionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, watch the Baywatch. And then I came out one day and the theme song had changed and I was right. fucking pissed. Exactly. Season 10 and, and 11, they changed it from I'll Be There to a fucking ooh, terrible ooh, keyboard ooh, version ooh, of the same song. Yeah. They had, uh, uh, yeah. people uh, playing the theme on wine glasses overlaid <laughs> with swimming action. That would have actually been better than what happened, Sam. I, did that bother you at oh, all? You it, it totally bothered me. Yeah, no, it sucked. Uh, last but not least, it's it still doesn't piss me off as much as this, Jackie. The death of Mitch Buchanan. <laughs> Season 10, episode 22. Mitch Buchanan dies in an explosion. Spoiler alert, question mark. Uh, yeah, so... I guess Hasselhoff was like, I'm done. He still went and produced season 11, but he's like, I don't want to be on the show anymore. It stinks. So kill me. And so like he swims down into this, this like the bombs are going to go off underwater scenario. And I got to disarm him, which he's done like a thousand times and nobody else can get there in time, but they get there just in time to see it get blown up. Mitch dies, but nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody fucking cares. None of the characters are bothered by Mitch B. Like, oh, is the most expression that they have? Like, when uh, Paul uh, Paula Alexander's character died, um, uh, uh, not Carolyn, Stephanie Holden, they had this big elaborate funeral, and she died in, in both Mitch and her husband's arm and was like, I love you both, and it was very dramatic for Cheese Fest. And then they had this big funeral where all the, the cast and crew came out, the mayor was fucking there. They did it on Baywatch. They brought her body in and they're like an open casket funeral and like a, like a vice, you know, like uh, that guy from Game of Thrones tried to hit it with an arrow and he missed. And then a his Viking uncle, funeral. his uncle had, his uncle had to do it because he was a better shot because uh, uh, Edimir uh, uh, is a butthole. Um, none of that happened with Mitch. It was like, oh. He's dead. On to the next episode. So who's hungry? Should we get chips? Yeah. It was a strange moment of realism in Baywatch that would have happened in actual lifeguarding (laughs) things. Like, oh, my God, our boss is dead. Do you want to go to the sandbar? Let's go to the sandbar. What's that? It's this place that lets 16-year-olds drink. Cool. Yeah, no, it was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. Uh, No Hobie. Hobie wasn't around. No, the the character, the the storyline with Mitch's new adopted son just ended because I guess Mitch is dead, and so that kid's now an orphan again. Ah! Like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Jesus. And Hobie, Hobie doesn't care because he's got some job pushing paper upstate, right? Because <laughs> he was an adult man. Um, yeah. So that 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 was awful. Which leads me to my. Surprise pick for next week, our next episode, which is 
Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding. What? What? <laughs> How are we going to oh do a God. Baywatch movie? Yeah, this Baywatch movie is a made-for-TV movie. It qualifies for the show. So, And guess who's in it? Dave Old Asseloff as Mitch Buchanan. Always plays by the rules. No body means he didn't die. Come on back, David. <laughs> he was blown to safety. Uh, it was. It's on YouTube. And you you bought it for me for a present on DVD, but I already knew, I already knew about this movie way long ago, Jackie. All right, yeah, I looked it up on the Amazon and I bought it. Yeah. All right, so uh, that wraps that up, Jackie. It's time for your spooky. <clears throat> Sam, feel free to uh, jump in at any time. I know you have some personal things with this topic. Mm. El Chupacabra! Oh, yeah, that's right. Sam's uh, stepmom was stolen by the Chupacabra. He doesn't like to talk about it. How dare you? Shut up! Bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> he can jump in if he's offended. I Literally have a pet Chupacabra. Me. Say that again? I have a pet Chupacabra. Oh, oh. Ooh. Is it the same one that stole your stepmom? No. It's a different one. You guys have like four of them. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. Okay, okay. El chupacabra. El chupacabra. El chupacabra. Literally means goat sucker mm-hmm. because it drinks the blood of livestock, not just goats, but like cows and pigs and chickens and you know whatever it can get its hands on. What about emus? People raise yeah, emus. dude, and emus. Did you do you have any facts that it sucked the blood of emus? Because yeah. I'd like to see that. It was on. It was on the Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't think it I was. saw some shit on YouTube with a pack of chupacabras that were all over these alpacas. Yeah, right. Alpacas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just climb up them like uh, like velociraptors on a on a brontosaurus. So first scene in Puerto Rico. Okay, first scene in Puerto Rico in nineteen ninety five. Puerto Rico, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, really. I thought El Chupacabra was older than that. Nope, huh. nope. But it has been spotted in Maine. Chile. Maine? Like Maine, U.S. Yeah, Maine, U.S. That does not make sense. Chile. Okay. Russia, the Philippines, Florida. Of course, everything's dead. And Mexico. Okay, yeah, that that all lines up except Maine. <laughs> yeah, except Maine. It's I'm, like, you're kind of out there in the middle of BFE. What the fuck do you have a chupacabra for? They I think that drink was just, enough that they just start seeing shit. Yeah, it was a lobster. It was a lobster, and it was like walking up on shore, and they're like, oh, Jesus, and they were drunk. Al Chupacabra's here. (laughs) Gary was doing a sock puppet, and they thought it was a Chupacabra. (laughs) Al Chupacabra, run! (laughs) So the size of the El Chupacabra Mm -hmm. is a small bear. A small bear. With like, a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Sure. It's got reptile-like skin with scales mm-hmm. and stands on two legs with red eyes. Okay. So fucking scary fucking shit, dude. If you saw this thing out in the desert and you were high as fuck, you'd be like, oh my God, run! It's And you would push that bitch that you're wet down on the ground and be like, eat her! So based off of your description, it sounds like a uh, a velociraptor who has joined the Sith. It's a it's a it's it's Darth Blue, as it were. 
Well, really, if you want to find a model of the creature, you can find one at the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto, Canada. Okay. All right. I will check that out. What the fuck do Canadians know about chupacabras? I, right. It, uh, yeah, all the they places, don't have any. At but... the places you said, Maine's the closest. That like, what the shit? That's like, <laughs> that's like Boise having a statue of Nessie. And it's just Gary with a sock puppet yeah, right. made in wax. <laughs> Get out of here. So the first story of the El Chupacabra happens in 1995 in Puerto Rico. Right. It involves eight sheep mm-hmm. with three puncture wounds each. Each? Three. In the oh. chest. Huh. Completely drained of blood. That's a really bad location to a, like, you know, to... Uh, ensanguinate somebody is the chest. It's meaty. You got the rib cage and all that. Go for the neck. What the fuck is wrong with you? Nah, dude, chest. Huh. Stupid help, chupacabra. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even know. Chupacabras are dumb as shit. Because, <laughs> again, they're just sock puppets. So, thought to be from top secret U.S. government genetics experiments mm-hmm. okay. in the rainforest of Puerto Rico. Hold on. Oh, let me stop you right there. Top secret U.S. government genetic experiments. Why? Like, that's the thing about, like, conspiracy theories is, like, nobody ever stops to say, why? Why would, what would be the point of the U.S. government doing these secret genetic tests, why? To kill the sheep. Why? <laughs> why? You know, they probably had a legitimate reason, and then the scientist gal from the nest shows up, and she's like, I can do the job for you. It's <laughs> killing cockroaches. Right. They're like, yeah. They're like, what'd you, what'd you come up with? And she's like, I've come up with cockroaches that are immune to everything. <laughs> wow, that's exactly oh. the opposite of your job description. Cool. But I hate to break it to you, gentlemen, but some say that the El Chupacabra mm-hmm. is an alien. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. And others say that it's God's wrath towards livestock. <laughs> gay, God. gay livestock. Yeah. Mike Pence is out there pushing that. He's out on the QAnon, and he's like, yeah, the, the them gay livestock. Yeah, no. Mike Pence went. Mike Pence went to a goat farm and he <laughs> thought it was Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he walked away erect. So, just so you guys know, they have found dead chupacabras. El chupacabras. El chupacabras. You, you can't call them chupacabras. They're always el chupacabras. And they were given DNA tests. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they were found. To be coyotes, mm-hmm. dogs, or raccoons. Right. <laughs> or with mange and or a parasite infection that would lead them to have no hair. Right. Yeah. It, they're basically just little tiny dingoes that have the mange. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the mystery of the chupacabra sucks. It really does kind of suck. They're like, I... my God, this this uh, this urban legend has been found. Cryptozoology has discovered that we're afraid of tiny dogs without hair. And see, that's that's like the whole thing is like sometimes the actually always the fun of it is not knowing and not necessarily not knowing because like I remember the El Chupacabra and everybody probably does. 
And it, it was always stupid, right? But you knew it was stupid and it was more fun. But now that everybody knows that it's just hairless dingoes, it's you can't even have the fun with the El Chupacabra anymore because, you know, like, hey, uh, where'd my sandwich go? El Chupacabra. Hairless dingoes. To, yeah, see, it's just not as fun. Well, what? the first eyewitness in Puerto Rico was said to be. Wait, you're going back. Now that you've already solved it, yeah, but <laughs> I'm saying it's not good. That uh, you know, now that we know about the El Chupacabra and yeah. it's out there, right? Since so right. 1995, but in 1995, <laughs> the very first person to have given a detailed account of the El Chupacabra was Gary. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I know this was account a lady, verbatim. Was a lady who actually described the creature from Species. The movie that came out in 1995. I don't think she described Natasha Hentridge at all. Uh, she, yeah. that's what they say. Because I can describe Natasha Hentridge. Would you guys like to hear what that looks like? <laughs> Boobs! <laughs> like, uh, how detailed do you want? Measurements? You want measurements. I, I yeah, I don't. There's If there's somebody out there that can't draw those things from memory, I don't know. Right. And she's like, um... So it had sweet tits and a vicious. Oh, El Chupacabra. <laughs> yep. Wait, Chupacabra or Natasha Hensridge? Who are we talking about? Fox Mulder's like, point me at it. Point me at it. <laughs> but, gentlemen, could this really be a science experiment from the U.S. government <laughs> in the Puerto Rican rainforest no, can't. that went wrong? Because in 2010, mm-hmm. They discovered an El Chupacabra spider in Texas. You just said Costa Rica in the rainforest in 2010. They discovered an El Chupacabra spider in Texas. No, in 1995. It was the first El Chupacabra discovery. But in 2010, there was an El Chupacabra spider. Don't all spiders drink blood? Yes. That That is true. But They're this all thing is chupacabras. huge. And you can see it on the interwebs. This thing is like a camel spider that they said was from Texas. I don't know. I mean, it might be all a bunch of bulk, but fucking scary. Because you get to eat your fucking dog. I don't I don't know if it is. The El Chupacabra could be coming up from California coast and he'd be like, All right, that chihuahua looks alright. I'm gonna suck its blood out. And it yeah. puts three holes in it and it's like I think that the, you, the, your next uh, spooky should be on the Thunderbird, Jackie. I like your crypto series. It's kind of fun. Uh, the Thunderbirds <laughs> are real. And then you can make all sorts of jokes about drinking Thunderbird. It'd be fun. In grade school, the first I heard of the tale of Chupacabra, I had one of those moments where you get in trouble in grade school and they tell your parents that you said something that was wrong. And they describe like, the like, Chupacabra. Like my teacher's well, a cunt? Is that what she said? <laughs> uh, you know, not that bad. Not that bad. But it's just off color enough of the topic of discussion that they're like, we think something's wrong with your kid. <laughs> um, and where that was is they're describing the chupacabra. And they're like, it's got to be small, mm-hmm. but it can do this. And no one knows. And my reaction, it raised my hand. And I was like, they don't have shotguns in Mexico. Right. And uh, yeah, that was a. That was a call to the parents right there. 
Um, and Mrs. Olson, I think, was like, your son seems to want to solve a lot of problems with shotguns. Why the hell is she talking about El Chupacabra? God damn God, it. God, shut up, well, bitch. It's this, and I think that my father's response was, you're talking about Chupacabras. That seems like a pretty good solution. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, right. Fucking shoot it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this uh, podcast for this week. Um, we're going to take you out with something different this week. We've had a, uh, a share from our friends over at the Teen Samurai YouTube channel Hi-ya! with their song Hard Ticket. Uh, so enjoy this. Uh, subscribe to them on uh, uh, YouTube. We'll have a link in the show notes to them. Uh, and enjoy. Get to the chopper. I got a hard ticket coming in to land with my tight little shorts, frisbee in my hand. I got a hard ticket, I'm coming for you. You want to step up to me? Well, these boots are brand new. Oh, watch my ticket, baby, I'm here to stay. Kicking ass and taking names of my Galway. Oh, I sat there on the horizon. Toy helicopter, fucking back full of diamonds. They're bang shots. Make a break and thinking over topless in the spa. You wanna try and step to me? I'll shoot you in the face. Harpoon you through the chest and then I'll stab you just in case. I got a hard ticket coming into land with my tight little shorts, frisbee in my hand. I got a hard ticket. Yeah.